Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, first off on the programme, the government is telling us that they want more and more of us to use public transport. In fact, they've uh, even taken to advertising encouraging us to give up our car. Though there's hurt, though there's pain, this car can't compete with the train. Oh. I drove you away, I wasted your time, you told me we'd come to the end of the line. Break up with your car. Love 20% off fares with Erin Rodarin. Part of the Transport for Ireland network. Okay, so that's one ad that's running. Uh, ditch your car, move to the train. So <clears throat> we are being encouraged to leave our cars behind. But is the service that uh, there is already buckling under the stress of those of us who decide to take public transport? I want to find out what the situation is with public transport in your area and ask you a simple question. Could you ditch your car? Could you get rid of your car and survive on public transport? For me, I have to say the answer is just no. It would be impossible. And I live in Dublin. And I know uh, some of the people we're going to be talking uh, to in a moment live in uh, rural parts of the country. I live in Dublin. I live three kilometres as the crow flies from Dublin Airport. And I could not live without a car. Because the nearest bus stop to where I live is three kilometres away. The nearest train station to where I live is 17 kilometres away. So it is absolutely impossible for me to survive without a car. In fact, um, neighbours of ours a couple of years ago had to move house because both of them were were ageing and weren't able to drive anymore. So they literally had to move house to an area better served by public transport. So I want to hear your stories. Um, Can you survive without your car? That ad there is encouraging us to ditch the car. But could you ditch the car? You can uh, text us on 53106. You can call us on 1800 453106. It's lunchtime live here at uh, News Talk. Let me go to Kinsale in County Cork. And um, Marion, what is the situation uh, where you're living? I've just described my situation and I live in Dublin. Uh, What is your situation in Kinsale? Hi, thanks for having me on. Um, So our uh, situation in Kinsale is that we have a regular bus, an hourly bus service from Kinsale to Cork. Um, However, the problem is kind of seasonal really for us in that in the summer, Kinsale is a beautiful place and, you know, it gets thronged with people in the summer. And when people are waiting for the bus to go back out of Kinsale and they can't, they, you know, because it's an hourly service, if they don't get on the bus um, on the first go, they have to wait for an hour mm. for, the, for the next bus. There's no follow-up. Um, the other problem for us as well is that um, if you're trying to get back from, from Cork, back into Kinsale, especially at this time of the year when people are in college... Um, and, and students and there's you know more and more people coming up to Cork um, then they the same problem happens except for it's um, at a bus stop which has got no shelter long long queues kind of snaking around the corner um, on a main on a busy road um, and going around the corner to an area that's People feel kind of a bit, um, they, they feel a bit worried about it because there's a homeless shelter there and often they were, especially at night, you know, people would be concerned in the evenings when it gets dark. Um, but the problem is, is that the bus is always full. So That's what it's just you fantastic. Out, it's, so you can get into that queue in the lashings of rain with no shelter um, yeah. and not be guaranteed and to even get, get on. on the bus. No, 
no, you can't. And it's just so so to be able to guarantee to be guaranteed of a place, people are going to the bus stop almost immediately after the last stop, uh, the last bus goes. So they have to be there about three quarters of an hour to get into the queue. I had one, so I've I've been kind of pushing this campaign for the last week or two, no, well, three weeks I suppose since my daughter was stuck for three hours in the city trying to get out on her first day in college, trying to get out of town, and. Um, went to one of the normal bus stops that we normally get the sale um, bus from and it passed her twice so she so there was two hours you know two hourly buses passed her full um, and then she managed to get on the third bus so it took her hours and hours to get home um, and of course I was like oh, this, what, what's the story with this and when I went on the local p- Facebook page for the Kinsale notice board and said you know what's the story of the bus then all of the complaints came there's many many people for many years this has been going on and um Lots of people write in. There's, of course, you know, abuse is delivered to every every day to the bus drivers, and they're saying nothing to do with us. And um, write into Bus Air, and you write into Bus Air, and you get an answer after about two weeks from their customer care um, email system, and it's just a standard letter saying sorry. You know, that if you were inconvenienced, nothing we can do about it. Um, and and it's been going on for years. And apparently, there's been local politicians trying to do something about it. The problem seems to be that the decision on the route um, um, designation um, happens at the National Transport Authority. So Bus Air and I have actually very little... Um, yeah, they simply uh, run run the, the buses, but they the get told yeah. how to run the buses and the frequency of the buses. It. Now, we've actually and reached out... Thing, sorry, we've sorry, actually reached out for uh, a statement, which I hope to have in a second, um, uh, from Bus Air and on the, the 226 route is what we're talking about. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you see, it also services the, the airport. So as well as doing this, the route and being full at the very start of the of the thing of the the, the route, it, it's also jumping into the airport to pick up whoever might be at the airport. Um, and and, and so, by, by all accounts, it actually swings into the airport quite frequently. Full. Full, hmm. yeah, and it can't can't pick up anybody at the airport unless one or two people might get off at the airport if they're coming from the city because it services the train station, so it goes it it, it acts as a shuttle bus hmm. as well for the airport, so it goes from the airport into the city centre out to the train station. Then people might get on at the train station and get off at the airport, so there could so be a chance that one or two might get on, but sometimes they don't get one on. Of, on. One of the questions that we're asking this afternoon is: Could you ditch the car and survive on public transport? And that's what I'm asking no everybody way. today. And for you, absolutely not. Absolutely no way. And many and and you know, testament to that is the queue going in in the morning. Um, you know, the the bus actually is okay in the morning, but people have just given up on the bus. I think they just get in their cars and go. Look, it's easier to get into town on the bus. Um, you don't have to go all the way through the airport. You still have to queue up with everybody else. There's no proper bus lane um to get past the queues. Um, and then you can't like me when I'm going into work. I I wouldn't dream of being dependent on the bus. I bring my daughter into school, um, or into college and. I park up where I need to park up and I would drive myself back because I just wouldn't depend on it. So many people just give up and they get back in the car. The idea of getting, up, you know, of giving up your car to to be dependent on the bus is ridiculous. Mm. ridiculous. And in fact, and in fact, the ad that I just played a clip of a moment ago is encouraging us to ditch the car for the train and there's even less yeah. chance of that happening. No, it's hilarious. We laugh at that whenever we hear it. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> 
for sitting in the car going absolutely no, no way what uh, talking about and it's like all this rhetoric about oh you know we're going to be sustainable and it's going to be fantastic and there's going to be bike lanes and it's all just rhetoric on the ground nothing has changed mm. for anybody you know? so, okay, stay, stay there for one second, if you can, please, uh, Marion. I will have that statement uh, in a second, and I'm sure you'll be interested to hear what uh, Bus Aaron has to say. Daniel is on the line in Cork. And, uh, Daniel, what part of Cork are you? Um, I'm outside around 20 minutes. Okay, the question we're asking today is, is it possible to survive without, your, uh, without a car? No, not that's where I'm from. Like there is a, a regular train from Mallow, but again, in order for me to get there, it's taking twenty minutes. And then with the train times and stuff, I found it a lot, lot easier just to travel up and down to the city mm. um, for work and stuff. And even then, if I tried it before, you drive into Cork, you get or to Mallow, you get the train up, and then you're having to hop on two different buses to try and get to where I want. So I was always rushing and racing to try and get there on time. It was always a panic, and if the buses were anyway delayed at all, which can happen. You're, you're, you're late for walked in so it just became too stressful because uh, as, as we were saying for, for a lot of people in theory they could use the bus or they could in theory use the train but they have to drive to the bus or the train yeah that, that's the reality like, like I suppose like anything we had a better public transport going back 100 years where there was trains going into every small town and village in Ireland and every part of Ireland as far as over the west coast of Ireland there was train systems. They've all been dismantled over the last 40, 50, 60 years. And now you only have the train stations in the big urban towns. And everyone has to travel to those big urban towns. Um, so, uh, yeah, so ditching your car for uh, the train, certainly at this moment in time, is a pipe dream. A hundred years ago, it would have been easier. And I, I take that point. Uh, and it, 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 when you look at how our rail network uh, declined over uh, so many years, it's sinful to see when we could have that fabulous network now. But anyway, the car took over and now we're trying to get the car to leave us alone again. So uh, the the answer is, so what is the solution then uh, where you live, Daniel? Well, the solution is there has to be a massive public investment from government first before they come out with empty rhetoric because that's what it is. It's it's empty rhetoric coming from Dublin that has no grasp on reality in the ground. They don't seem to listen to the rural people. There doesn't seem to be a connect there that we can, our voices are being heard. They're, like you're coming out with what, what's the costing for this advertising campaign? And it's like saying, it's like saying, you know, use something that isn't available to you. Mm. Ditch your car. We can't ditch our cars. In fact, we're, we're actually being crucified for using our cars because we have one of the biggest excise duty costs on petrol and diesel in, our, in, in Europe. In yeah, and, and realistically, uh, listening to that ad and thinking about the train, uh, it strikes me that the only place in this country that you could realistically, perhaps, dump your car in favour of the train will be anywhere along the dark line in Dublin. But that'd be about the size of it. Well, like if you want to compare us to the European countries, we are years behind investment in the public trans- transport. And unfortunately, there's a lot of private investment going up in Dublin. It's been fished out to private companies, which is a lot of those services are being cut because mm. not profit-making. So the government needs to look at the whole policy before what I think, to be honest, it's frustrating as a person trying to make ends meet and you're being told in by people who have no reality or grasp on reality that you have to ditch your cars and here's these lovely fluffy ad campaigns, ditch your cars. 
And the reality is you'll have numerous callers today. I won't be doing one that will be telling you that's not even con- conceivably possible. If I would love to reduce our carbon emissions. Absolutely. It's just, it's it's just not possible. And I described neighbours of ours who literally had to sell their house and move because they were getting to an age in life that they couldn't drive anymore. And the, the, the only option they had was to move house, uh, which, exactly. is, which is dreadful. And it seems like the government are pushing responsibility onto the consumers, but yet they're not giving the consumers mm. a choice. And nor do they want to hear the consumers either, because that would require a rethink of policy, a rethink of strategy in terms of their their public transport rollout, because what they're asking isn't possible. Mm. It's, it's actually, it's, if you think about it logically, it's actually a very silly thing to do, and it's actually insulting to a lot of people. It's frustrating, but it is. It is, absolutely. I agree with you. Stay with me for one second, Daniel. A couple of your messages that have come in. If the buses would actually show up, I'd be fine without a car, but you just can't rely on them. And I'm in County Wicklow. And then uh, Owen in Selbridge in County Kildare says, the government are deluded if they think the public transport system in this country, especially in rural areas, is fit for purpose. Dan is on the line also in uh, Cork. Dan, what part of Cork are you in? Okay, ideally and well serviced by by uh, the bus service in Cork, but could you rely on uh, buses where you live in Douglas? Um, absolutely not, and well serviced is it might appear so from a distance with the with the three buses on on one of the Douglas roads and the one on the other. But the, in reality, no, it's not practical at all. The number of times that I've uh, walked out. Uh, the three or four hundred metres to the nearest bus stop or the five hundred to the other bus stops. Um, I've just waited there for half an hour, 45 minutes, and eventually got a taxi or walked in. Um, I think your, your, your other callers have, have pretty much made every point that I would have thought about. There, but I, w- I would have expected uh, in somewhere like Douglas, which, as you said yourself, is well serviced with buses. Well, certainly on paper is well serviced by uh, buses because it's closer to Cork City. I would have thought that um, you would be able to say to me quicker that you could survive, just as I would expect people to, who live close to Dublin to be able to say the same thing. No, the, the Cork is different to Dublin. Dublin is flat. It doesn't rain. It's a designed city, a very well-designed city with parks near to everybody and big, wide roads. It's, it's uh, entirely different to a medieval city here with, with narrow roads and potholes and hills. Um, a bus brings the Douglas Road to a complete, uh, it grinds to a halt. And uh, once, once you add the, the, the school pick-up times, um, it, we just have tailbacks uh, taking up, say, one of the two and a half miles um, two times a day. It, it's, on top of all that, I'm a drummer and a sound engineer. Okay, so you couldn't, th- you couldn't realistically be piling your drum kit onto a double-decker bus? Not really. No, no. Okay, stay with me for a second if you can, please. Uh, if you want to get involved in this conversation, you can call us on 1800 453 106. You can text us on 53106. This message just came in to us and it says, Public transport in Ireland is so inadequate and underdeveloped. Public transport as an alternative to cars is simply not fit for purpose compared to other countries. 
I was without a car for six months and I live in the country. The local link doesn't even run on a Sunday or on bank holiday weekends, nor does it even service Kildare train station. And Kildare is in the commuter belt. Thank you very much indeed. 53106 is our number if you'd like to uh, give your opinion on what we've been talking about. You're listening to Lunchtime Live. Fancy winning some money? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And good afternoon. It's Adrian Kennedy in for Andrea on Lunchtime Live this Friday afternoon. Now, we were talking earlier on with Marion about the chronic difficulties with the 226 bus uh, from uh, Bus Erin, which runs from uh, Kinsale to Kent Station in Cork. Well, uh, Bus Erin have issued us with a statement. Uh, They say... Since the beginning of September, this route has seen a very significant growth in usage. We're also experiencing increased demand in other parts of the country and our passenger numbers on bus air and services nationally are some 15% higher than they were in 2019 pre-pandemic. This is particularly focused in the morning and evening peak times and has resulted in certain departures at peak times operating full on significant parts of the 226 route. We are very conscious of the impact on customers and we've been working closely with the NTA to address this. From early November, this is significant, this is only two weeks away, from early November, passenger capacity will increase by more than 50% on each trip through the introduction of double-deck coaches to the route, replacing the current single-deck vehicles. Route 226 services are also experiencing increased general traffic congestion, which is leading to longer than planned uh, journey times. But our local service delivery team in Cork continues to actively monitor and improve service performance along the corridor. Bus Erin has also implemented operational changes to enhance punctuality and reliability on the 226. Now, Marion, you were on to us uh, earlier on about how bad the 226 has become. This will make a difference. Uh, Double-deck buses uh, on the route, more than 50% increase in capacity on each trip. Is that good news? Oh, that's great news. Um, It would be great if it uh, actually comes into play. Um, So it would be one of the problems certainly sorted out. But um, when they say they say from from early November, that's only two weeks away. Um, from early, early November, November. Pa- passenger capacity will increase by more than fifty percent on each trip uh, through the introduction of double deck buses. It will make a big difference. It will make a big difference if they can take double the amount of people. And um, what what won't change is that there's still no covered bus in the middle of Cork City, a, a, a bus shelter for people to stand with, you know, um, while they're waiting for the bus. Um, and what won't change as well is the extension of the journey, you know, that makes the journey longer is when it's going in and out of um, the airport. Okay, and we'll... we'll, and uh, we'll We'll get on to them again for another statement. The bus shelter is necessary and maybe, I don't know how to deal with the, with the airport because it is along the route, uh, you know, going in and out of the airport in both directions. Yes, I suppose. But, it, you know, it does. It just causes an extra pressure on the service that it doesn't need. Like a, a bus, like a, an airport um, should have its own shuttle service every 15 minutes or however long. You know, it shouldn't be dependent on the local passenger bus. Mm. 
Um, so that's, I mean, it's fantastic. It's great that something's being done. Oh, Absolutely. hallelujah. Yeah, there you um, go. Um, but, you know, it's not just a, a problem. They're saying it's just a problem that's happened recently. It's not because there are many, many, many people have been emailing me and texting me saying it's been going on for years. So Okay, well, I, I we'll, of, we'll keep in touch with you and we will uh, check in with you during November to see if there is an improvement with the new double-decker buses serving Kinsale. Thanks very much indeed, Marion. Yeah, lovely. Cahill is on the line, and the question that we've been asking today is whether or not you could survive without your car. We were talking about the Irish Rail ad uh, encouraging us to break up with our car and move to the train where you get 20% off public transport. Um, Cahill, um, also in Cork, um, what part of Cork are you in, Cahill? So I'm near enough to the, the village of Riverstick. Okay. Yeah. Could you survive without a car? Well, here's the thing. Being the age that I am, despite the fact that I've worked for two years now, I can't even afford the insurance on a car. Ah. It's like my reality, really. And to be honest, I can't. It's, it's, I can't survive without a shuttle or anything like that. I, I also rely on the, the 226 bus that uh, we were talking about earlier on. The and show. the 226 uh, goes through Riverstick, does it? It does. Right, so you're lucky um, enough from that point of view. I guess so, but I live, we'll say, about five kilometres from Riverstick. So I still have to drive out there or cycle out there some mornings. Uh, going okay, the so if you want to go into the city to get onto the 226 in Riverstick, you have to cycle five kilometres. Leave the bike there, hop on the bus into the city, come back and cycle back again. Yes, and then walk over to UCC, which is on the other side. But, like, aside from that, getting on in the morning is a risk because I have lectures on in the morning I need to make. And if that bus is full, I can't wait for the next bus. I'm going to miss my lecture. And uh, this is something we were talking about a while ago. How frequently would the bus be full going through uh, Riverstick? Oh, jeez. It would be full an awful lot. Like, it's, it's like enough where I can't rely on it. Maybe one in five, maybe a bit more. So what I do is I have to go seven kilometres the other direction to Inner Shannon to get on the more frequent bus service there. Now, the West Cork route is much busier, I find, than the, than the, the Kinsale route. And as a result of that, there's more of a chance to be getting on the bus. The buses are less empty. They use the double-decker buses on those services, and there's more of a chance. Okay, so the, the 226 being uh, upgraded to a double-decker from uh, Kinsale into the city, into the train station, will make a difference, will it? It's savage, because the main reason people were lining up was because they wanted to get a space on the bus, because if you didn't line up, there's a chance that you wouldn't, have, you know, wouldn't get on the bus at all at all. So because there's a double-decker bus, people won't be out there lining anymore. And that was the main reason why we really needed that bus shelter. Because if you're lining out there for 40 minutes, and trust me, that's how long you have to wait. You know, if it starts pissing rain, then the shelter, you know, there's old people standing up there, not even a seat. That was what was really worrying me. And people were getting rowdy as well, you know. People were skipping the queue, this kind of thing. So, And actually, there's a, there's a conversation for another day, by the way, the queuing etiquette at bus stops, because as many bus, and I only had this experience a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were standing at a bus stop for 
25 minutes and a, a couple arrived at the bus stop and just hopped on the bus and there was loads of people at the bus stop. There was no rhyme or reason to the queuing at the bus stop. That's a, another conversation for another day. But this um, increase in volume or uh, capacity on the 226 with double-decker buses will make a difference? It will make a savage difference, I think. Like, it, it'll, it, it lessens the need for a bus shelter. Now, a bus shelter is still needed there, but at least you can arrive maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the bus arrives and know that you're going to get a place on that bus. So, finally, um, could you envisage surviving your lifetime without a car? I know you're saying at the moment you can't even afford the insurance for a car, but could you see yourself uh, surviving a lifetime without a car? Now, earlier on the show, you said that she lived in inner city areas and that she couldn't commute even then. And that's what worries me. I think that it may, I was thinking in my head, you know, maybe if I lived uh, in a significant town, village, city, I could maybe live without a car. Mm. But what I'm hearing from earlier on, that might not be the case after all. No, it may well not be. Um, And I know an awful lot of uh, students aspire to owning a car eventually. That's one of the things that they uh, really want to achieve. Anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed, Carl, for your call. You're listening to Lunchtime Live here at News Talk. This is Adrian Kennedy with you until two o'clock. And we have lots more to come in the next hour. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.